0: Hey, everybody. Welcome in again to the MLB Extras Yankees podcast. Tim McMaster here along with our Yankees reporter, Brian Hogue. Brian, we are going to attempt to do a
1: podcast without talking about Manny Machado. <laughs> you know what that's going to mean, right, Tim, is that as soon as this comes out, Machado's going to pick one of those teams. So I, I'm game, though. At this point, whatever we can do to move things along because I think it is has uh, sat there long enough. All right. There's nothing new really to report, so we're going to move on and talk about other things. We're going to focus
0: on the outfield for this team as we start to go position by position between now and the beginning of spring training. Uh, but before we get to that stuff, Um, Let's talk about Sonny Gray a little bit. Really one of the big questions facing this team now between now and spring training is, are they going to trade Sonny Gray? Now there was one problem with the plan, I guess, was that CC Sabathia in December found out that he had a little problem with his heart, with an artery, had to kind of go have um, some work done there. Uh, But it just came out this week that he's okay to get back to baseball activities. So does that now kind of, allow the Yankees to pick up the pace a bit as far as pushing to push Sonny Gray
1: out of town? Yeah, well, first of all, great news on Sabathia. He went and had a a checkup with his doctors, and uh, they they went and looked, and Give him a clean bill of health, basically, from that angioplasty, which is uh, scary stuff, especially, I mean, for anybody. But, um, I, you know, I, I can't think of any pitcher who has had something like that and returned to the mound. And, you know, CeCe really wants to be back out there and pitch what is going to be his final season in the major leagues. And so, I mean, great news for Sabathia that he is kind of hitting all his check marks here. And they say he's going to be ready for spring training. Um, as far as Sonny Gray goes, Brian Cashman did say that after this. Uh, scare happened with Sabathia he had to put everything on hold and kind of slow walk it with Sonny Gray and uh, we've heard all along the 11 teams have shown interest in Sonny Gray and uh, some of those teams are offering major league packages some are offering minor league packages but nothing obviously thus far to the Yankees liking I think they're shooting high on Gray and and rightfully so I mean this is a guy that they gave up three legitimate prospects for um, I know it has not worked out in New York but um, if you look at his home road splits, he's he's been close to that, the Oakland pitcher away from Yankee Stadium. So you would think if you go stick him in, say, San Diego, uh, and he pitches in that big ballpark out there for a National League team, his number should bounce back and return a form. Plus, he's going to be motivated because it's going to be a contract year for him. So I think a change of scenery is exactly what Sonny Gray needs at this point. The Yankees have made no secret that they want to give him that. Um, And Brian Cashman very candidly has said that he doesn't think it's going to work in New York. So I don't see what choice they have at this point other than to trade him. I, I know that Cashman has said he could go to spring training with the team. He could even be on the opening day roster. But... I'm going to file that under. I'll believe it when I see it. I think that now, between now and February 13, the Yankees find a way to to move Sonny Gray and get something of value back in return.
0: Since we last recorded the podcast, they went out and added to the bullpens, inking Zach Britton to which was a, what was an interesting deal? It uh, could be a two-year deal, could be a four-year deal. We will all find out about that down the road, I guess, with the options involved. But does that still mean that they're in on Adam Ottavino? Is that the final piece to this bullpen? If they can get that one more, I mean, I wouldn't say looking at what they have that they need, one more lights out reliever, but do they still want to bring in Ottavino as well?
1: I think he makes a lot of sense for them, especially if uh, they fall short on the free agent who shall not be named. Um, If they wind up not getting a player of that, financial caliber I, I think they'll have plenty to spend on a guy like Adam Ottavino, who really came out of nowhere I, I mean he has boosted his performance just terrific last year for the Colorado Rockies I think his his numbers are actually better at Coors Field than they were on the road which is hard to do and uh, then you watch video of Ottavino; you've got that kind of wiffle ball like slider that really just breaks across his own. it's something that the Yankees don't really have uh, in the bullpen. It's a bullpen, it's a weapon. Dylan Batances has a good one. And, uh, I mean, he's pretty lethal, but I, I think that uh, if you can get a guy like Ottavino and add him to a mix, that's going to have Zach Britton. Uh, you're going to have Dylan Batances, as I mentioned. Jonathan Holder, I think, did a lot of good work last year, really put himself on the map. You're going to have Chad Green, who's trying to – uh, I don't want to say have a bounce back year, but return to what he was in 2017. Um, I think that's pretty formidable, all leading to a role as Chapman. And uh, you've got Britton who has proven closing experience. He could take over if Chapman winds up on the DL or if he slumps the way he did uh, this past year. I, I think that uh, there's there's a lot of value in having a lockdown bullpen. It's something that was a strength for the Yankees last year. I think they have the fourth lowest bullpen ERA of any team in the majors. And uh, you want to keep it that way. Um, I mean, this is a team that was built on power hitting and uh, and the strength of their bullpen. And um, I, I think that you can win. Obviously, they proved that. They won 100 games. I know they fell eight games short of Boston, but it's a 100-win team. You're only going to have incremental upgrades, and you want to keep your strengths uh, as strong as you can. And adding Adovino to Britain would certainly do that.
0: All right, let's move on to the outfield and break down this outfield and what it looks like heading into 2019. We'll work our way, I guess, around the horn. Let's start in left field, Brian. Brett Gardner, there was some questions coming off of last season, whether or not Brett Gardner would be back. Actually, they took care of that pretty early in the offseason. He will return for 2019. Um, How does Brett Gardner of right now stack up to Brett Gardner in his prime?
1: Um, I I think that, look, Gardy is still a plus defender out there. Um, He adds a lot in terms of clubhouse chemistry, um, but it is telling that they brought him back on a one-year deal. Um, I I think that you're you're looking for him to basically play up to what he did last season. Uh, I I feel like as far as running balls down and going to get him in left field, I mean, there's, there's few better, especially Yankee Stadium. He's built to patrol that outfield. I think you'd like to see the offense come up a little bit. I think there's there's been a, a lot of strikeouts in his game. I, I think that the, the low batting average, I, I know, is a concern to some people. I, I think Gardy's going to come in motivated with something to prove. I, th- I think that he's a guy who, dating back to when he was a walk-on at the college at Charleston, um, you know, he's wanted to prove people wrong. I think people look at his numbers. They heard people. He probably heard people saying that the Yankees should move on and, and go get a guy like a Bryce Harper, and he's going to be motivated to come in and do that. I think that if they do go and – Upgrade the outfield further, or say Giancarlo Stanton winds up getting more playing time left field for some reason. Gardner could be a very solid fourth outfielder. He can play left, he can play center, but uh, as currently constituted, you're going to be looking for Brett Gardner as your opening day left fielder.
0: All right, center field Aaron Hicks has just kind of grabbed control of that job. It's really a great story what he's done since going to the Yankees. Um, Was a prospect with the Twins. It never really worked out there. But he has really become just a solid player roaming center in New York. Yeah,
1: I think he has been everything the Yankees could have anticipated and more. I think this goes down as one of Brian Cashman's best trades. You know, they traded John Ryan Murphy, the backup catcher to Minnesota for Hicks and Hicks has really developed. He's matured in New York. Um, I know he frustrated people in Minnesota. He was kind of, spacing out here and there and sometimes he'd show up at the ballpark and not know who he was facing that day whether they were facing a lefty or a righty um you know at one point he gave up switch hitting and rod carew had to talk him back into it um crazy to talk about now as you look up and hicks is uh, one of the better all-around center fielders in major league baseball i think um, so clearly this is a guy that the Yankees think very highly of. It's somebody that they feel comfortable putting in the lineup for 140, 150 games a year. I think the question for him so far has been injuries. Uh, staying off the disabled list, staying on the field. Um, he's had a few things pop up here and there. You, you would love to see a full season out of Aaron Hicks because he is a guy who is really coming into his own here in his late 20s. Um, I, I think that uh, you, across the board, if you've got Gardner and then Hicks, Left center, left center field is kind of no man's land out there. I don't think a whole lot of doubles are gonna be dropping in because those guys can go and get it.
0: Absolutely. All right, and then on to right field. Obviously the big bopper, Aaron Judge, missed some time in 2018. Um, the sky's the limit, I guess, in 29 as he really gets 2019 as he really gets into his prime.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're just looking for continued progress from Aaron Judge. Uh, if there were any questions about what he could do to follow up on his 2017 Rookie of the Year campaign, I think those were answered pretty quickly early on. I think uh, you, you know what you're getting with Aaron Judge. You're going to have a massive presence in the lineup. You're going to have some strikeouts, but uh, he's going to take his walks. He's not afraid to pass the baton. Uh, this guy is going to have a high on-base percentage. He's going to impact the baseball like crazy whenever he gets a chance. Uh, the ball is going to fly a long way, and if he hadn't had that wrist injury uh, last July, who knows what his offensive numbers would have looked like. Um, so I think that certainly I know the Yankees came close. I, they they kind of squeaked it out in the end there, but uh, in terms of the all-time home run record for a team, they just passed the 97 Mariners. If you had a healthy Aaron Judge for seven weeks extra of that season, then they're going to blow past that completely. So I think he's a complete package on both sides of the ball, offense, defense, base running. I mean, this guy can do it all. He, he plays all out. He's a good clubhouse presence, as I mentioned. He's a leader. Guys already look up to him, um, not just physically, but uh, literally as well. So I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, Aaron Judge, is he's a star. He is going to be one of the stars of Major League Baseball for years to come, as long as he can stay healthy. All right,
0: we're going to talk about Giancarlo Stanton when we get to the DH slash, cat slash catcher. Position I've broken that down as to a, to a position in itself. So uh, we'll do the catchers and the DH spot. So we're not going to talk about Stanton with the outfielders, but let's talk about the the other possibilities. Yeah, of Jacoby Ellsbury and that contract and all the injuries and just the disaster that that's been. What does twenty nineteen hold for Jacoby Ellsbury?
1: Well, assuming he's in spring training and healthy, which is something that has not been a given it uh, recently for Ellsbury, I assume he can come in and. Challenge Brett Gardner in left field a little bit. Uh, maybe he could play some center, although I, I think that he would probably be the third choice on that depth chart between uh, behind Hicks and Gardner. Um, I, I think you're, you're back where you were in 2017 at the end with Ellsbury, where he'll be fighting for playing time. He'll be looking for a role on that team. He's a very expensive role player, but... Um, you know, you can't really worry about the contract at this point. The money is spent already. Now it's just what can he do to produce a, a major league lineup? And, and when healthy, I mean, I, Ellsbury has not put up all star caliber stuff. But if you're looking at a guy who's going to be part of a team, this Yankee team last year, if you looked at it in the spring training, you said there was going to be a hard it was going to be an uphill battle for Ellsbury to get much playing time. And as it turned out in April and May, there were a ton of injuries, you know, guys like Jace Peterson were playing a lot of games out there and Shane Robinson later in the season. Uh, there there were at bats to go around in the outfield and had Ellsbury been healthy, he would have been getting a, a lot of those, probably all of them over the two guys I just mentioned. So um, he can still be a part of a major league team. I, I think the Yankees would love to move that contract if they could, but, Thus far, nothing doing there, and uh, he's got a full no-trade clause, too, so you need a little convincing to to get that done. But I think that uh, Ellsbury can still help the Yankees if he comes into camp and is healthy and playing up to the capabilities of what he does because when he's healthy, he can definitely impact the baseball team. Um, he, I guess the question is, can he stay on the field? And that's something people have been asking now for more than a year. All right. And the one more guy I want to talk about is Clint Frazier,
0: who at one point was the odd man out as far as numbers go as he tries to break through from um, the position of a prospect to a guy that can contribute to a major league team. And then these concussions have obviously gotten in the way as well. Um, Where is he at heading into
1: 2019? Is there a spot for him somewhere on this roster along the way? I think along the way, I think that, you know, much as we just talked about with Ellsbury, these opportunities come up no matter how you put things on paper here on January, whatever it is. So I, I think Frazier is in the same boat. You want to see him get healthy. I mean, it's heartbreaking that, that he had to go through that. It's scary. Uh, you know, second exhibition game of the spring down in Bradenton, Florida. He slams his head into the, the chain link fence, it, it, uh, chasing down a fly ball. And uh, really a domino effect that, uh, derailed his entire season and it was kind of a lost year for him so i think the bat speed is still there the legendary bat speed that the yankees talked about i think he can be an impact player in the big leagues uh but he's these concussion issues are scary and We still don't know everything about him. Um, You know, he's he's seen a a specialist in Pittsburgh and, uh, you know, Mickey Collins is continuing to work with him and everything has been positive so far. But until Clint gets out there on the baseball field and is playing five, six days a week during spring training and running and uh, hitting and throwing and doing everything that a baseball player needs to do at, at full speed, we're not going to really know if he's all the way back. So uh, you hope he is because uh, he's got a world of talent. You want to see him succeed. Um, clearly, it's somebody that the Yankees thought highly enough of to to make those trades in July of 2016. And um, if he's healthy, he's going to get an opportunity. But as with Ellsbury, I think that on this day right now, you have to say that's still a pretty big if.
0: Brian, we did it. We didn't talk about that free agent infielder.
1: <laughs> Who's that again? I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah.
0: I'm not sure. I'm sure we'll talk about him next week. That that is for certain. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the podcast. You can follow Brian on Twitter at Brian Hoke. I'm there at MLB underscore McMaster. You can find all of our MLB Extras Club podcasts at MLB.com backslash podcast, also on Google Play and Apple Podcasts. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Thanks for listening.